This is the fastest growing sector in the stock market. These stocks will see a massive tailwind from the nearly $400 billion Inflation Reduction Act. Welcome to The Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. This episode of The Bean Pod is sponsored by KyberSwap. KyberSwap is a DEX and DEX aggregator, which is built to facilitate all your DeFi needs in one single platform. Fast, cheap, and safe. User experience is KyberSwap's sole focus to make everyone's life better in DeFi. Welcome to The Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka The Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, The Nifty Investor. We've identified what might be the fastest growing sector in the entire stock market. These stocks could see a massive tailwind from a huge Inflation Reduction Act. Nearly $400 billion worth of money is going to be pumped into this sector over the upcoming years. Yeah, you're right. So the Inflation Reduction Act, which was just signed, contains $370 billion of climate spending. So we're looking into exactly where this money is going and what companies could could see a five to 10 year massive tailwind from these billions of dollars coming into these companies, which is going to be passed onto their products, getting into consumers' hands. So we've researched all these companies from this particular sector to find the ones that could rip the hardest. So you need to make sure to watch this episode. So there's a few things at play here. There's the amount of money that's going to be pumped into this sector due to due to the Inflation Reduction Act. There's also the Paris Climate Agreement where you know all the nations have these goals for 2015. So the US will need to have 7,000 gigawatts of renewables and storage capacity. In 2020, they only had 170. So they need to get to 7,000. So there's some serious growth in this sector. Yeah, so we're looking today at green energy stocks. Yeah. So not only is the government about to pump a massive amount of money into these companies, but they're providing consumers with tax incentives. So whether you are a home, a family of four, or you're a business with 500 employees or thousands of employees, everyone will now be massively incentivized to look at green energy alternatives, whether it be for power for your home or your automobile or your vehicle, or if you're running a factory or all these kinds of things, whatever the green energy alternative, you're now going to be making money in tax breaks if you choose green. So now we're looking at the companies that are going to be providing these services and products because over the long run, they could see 10x growth here. Right. So we have a lot of tailwind now. Yeah. <clears throat> we have the, the Reduction Act. We have the, climate, the Paris Climate Agreement. We have the fact that users of these products are going to be incentivized. We also have what's going on over in Europe in terms of natural gas, oil, all being shut down from the, Ukraine in, U, the war in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So there's so many catalysts here. Yeah. All right, so let's jump right into it. So if we have $3.4 trillion, which needs to be invested in global renewable energy by 2030, and with renewables set to account for almost 95% in the increase in global power capacity through 2026, I'm looking at solar energy, which is set to account for half of that increase. And my number one solar energy stock, which if you've been following me on Twitter and in the Discord, is Enphase. Um, these guys have been on a massive run lately. Because, you know, as anything, it's buy the rumor, sell the news. So a lot of these stocks we're going to talk about today have been on pretty, pretty decent runs. But while I do expect the stock market to pull back significantly over the next, you know, few months as we head into the depth of the recession, these names are, should be firmly at the top of your watch list. Yeah, when you look at a lot of these 
<clears throat> green energy energy stocks, they are constantly on the rise. Yep. So, you know, imagine buying like Amazon back in the day and it's gone from $1 up to $99. You're like, holy shit, it's too late to buy. But then it's up to $150. Oh my God, it's too late to buy. It went up to like 3000 bucks. Exactly. So with all this money pouring in, I don't think you need to necessarily be afraid of these stocks mm-hmm. because there could still be some serious upside with a long-term mindset. For sure. So when you look at Enphase, the ticker is E-N-P-H, the top eight S&P 500 stocks from this year are all energy names. But one of them is unlike the others. It's Enphase. It's the only green solar-focused energy name of that group. <clears throat> now, Enphase is a solar energy company. They provide components for solar systems and backup energy storage. They posted record, record revenue during the second quarter amid massive strength from Europe. So where the energy crisis is hitting most, they're seeing a massive adoption right away. And their products and their, their systems are for consumers and c- commercial enterprises. So when you see a, a leader in the, so, the solar industry sector, which is the leader in the green energy sector, with all these massive tailwinds that we just talked about, a company that has record revenue, profit, and earnings per share all rising significantly, this is, this is by far my top solar energy pick. It's a great pick. It, I believe, yeah, the, their earnings came out. They actually ripped it. Um, if you don't want to pick a necessarily a stock, just like, because it's hard to pick stocks, right? We do a pretty good job at it. You go back to a lot of our different episodes and, you know, we do a ton of research into these stocks and companies and why we like them and why we don't. So make sure you hit the like and subscribe button. Mm-hmm. But an ETF is always an excellent way to go as well. And one that actually holds Enphase in it is Invesco Solar ETF, trades on the ticker T-A-N. So they have a mixture of the top names. They have First Solar, Enphase, Sunrun. Like that's an excellent way, excellent way to kind of hedge your bets. And it's just like a consistent increase, right? Yeah, for sure. So if you're looking for <coughs> solar, one of the reasons that, you know, if you're not going to pick Enphase, if you want to go over the ETF, it's all good. One of the, uh, you know, just another tailwind behind solar energy is that the, the cost to install solar has dropped by more than 60% over the last decade. So solar energy was kind of this like shiny new toy 10 Uh. years ago, but it was just too expensive for for your average family or your average business to implement in their cost structure. But like most technologies, as the cost declines significantly, the adoption will rise exponentially. And that's why I think this in conjunction with the Inflation Reduction Act and the climate spending, there's so many things working working towards these solar energy stocks having a good decade plus of, of significant growth. So that's really interesting because we're going to have, so with this whole green energy boom, you know, we're going to have vehicles being electrified. Um, so the electric, the electrification of transportation will require the world to produce more electricity. So the cleanest and cheapest, one of the cleanest and cheapest ways that everybody's pretty much already familiar with is solar. And you can kind of put the onus on the homeowners, you know, you just slap, put, put the, put them up on the roof. You don't have to, tear down forests to put in these giant windmills so it's really easy and affordable like you said it's come down the government usually offers rebates like they'll say you know you can get a three thousand dollar rebate on your your system so for sure you can also look to the largest solar uh module maker in the world and that's jinko solar jks mm-hmm. and one of the cheapest the one of the companies from asia who produces solar panels at the cheapest is sunrun under r-u-n love it all right what do you got next <clears throat> Um, so I kind of went like a different way with this 
uh, episode, uh, I looked at the power of dividends. So specifically, specifically ones in <clears throat> dividend growth. So these are three names. And what I want to highlight here is how important dividends are. And the fact that these guys have produced or have given dividends out over the past 10 years. And they increase them all the time in the green energy space. So the first one is Algonquin Power, AQN. They provide dividends for the past 15 years <clears throat> with a dividend increase streak of 10 years. So they're constantly increasing it. Nice. So there's some really cool numbers here. And again, this is really going to drive home the power. I, when, I, when I was doing this research, I'm like, holy fuck, why am I not doing this? Yeah, right. <laughs> so $10,000 invested 10 years ago with the dividends being reinvested would be a 600% return today with an annual average return of 21% each year. Nice. Had you gone with this company and just reinvested with the dividends. Yeah, it's solid. So you also have a company like Brookfield Renewable Partners, BEP. Yeah, I like them. So they provided dividends for the past 15 years and they've increased their dividends for the past 11 years. $10,000 over the past 15 years. If you just put 10,000 in, just use the divs, reinvested the divs, mm. you would see a 900% increase and have $97,000 today. I like it. Just by putting 10,000 in. The last one <clears throat> is Nextera Energy, NEE. 15 years of divs, reinvested. If you invested 10,000 15 years ago, $110,000 today just by reinvesting the dividends. That's it. Yeah, yeah, no. It's, like, a, great, it's a great play. It's amazing the power of dividends. So I think these three names, Nextera Energy, Brookfield Renewable Partners, BEP, and Algonquin Power, it just goes to show you the power of, alluding back to the beginning of this episode where we talked about, look, a lot of these stocks have ripped, you know, and they are sitting at their peaks, it looks like, but look at what all three of these companies have are sitting at their peaks, but they've been doing it for so long. Yeah, yeah. The peak could be even higher in the future. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, right? for sure. No, I like it. All right, so the next sector that I have been looking at, you know, consistently for the past few years, it's a name again. I've been talking about this all the time. I just want to drive the point home, point home again. It's what I think is one of the leaders in hydrogen <coughs> fuel cell battery technology. These replace conventional batteries in equipment. Um, so, you know, it could be for vehicles on the road or vehicles in warehouses or factories or commercially used vehicles. I'm talking about plug power. The ticker is P-L-U-G, plug. So they created the first commercially viable market for hydrogen fuel cell technology. Their customers include Amazon, Home Depot, Nike, and the world's largest retailer, Walmart, just announced a landmark deal with Plug Power to supply enough green energy to essentially power every Walmart forklift in the world. Wow. So not only are they a pioneer in the green energy hydrogen fuel cell sector, their customers are Amazon, Home Depot, Nike, and Walmart. So they're providing the biggest e-commerce businesses in the world with technology to basically make all their factories and warehouses and distribution centers green. Mm. So for me, it's just, you know, we always talk about partnerships, right? So Plug has got this flagship product, which is their electric forklifts. And, you know, there's hundreds of thousands of these forklifts in the world that need to be replaced to go green energy. And just like we talked about at the start of the episode with the tax incentives coming in from the government, all these companies, whether it be an Amazon or a Walmart or even a smaller time e-commerce, they're all now incentivized to buy these plug power electric forklifts. And that's not it. Here's the best part. They're branching out from forklifts to heavy duty vehicles serving like um, 
like ports, you know, bringing uh, things off of boats, you know, the big shipping containers, yeah. all these these commercial <clears throat> vehicles, they're all going to be becoming green energy based on what's happening with the government spending. They've also announced an agreement with South Korea's Edison Motors to develop and market a hydrogen fuel cell powered electric city bus. So they're working all through these different aspects of city infrastructure to make things green. And I just think plug power with this climate spending is, is just, it's one of my favorite, one of my biggest holdings in my stock portfolio has been for a few years. And it's been ripping lately because of all the things that I just described. <laughs> That's so good. And you wouldn't even think of uh, forklifts, right? Like we got to charge the forklifts or, you know, provide the, the fuel cells for these forklifts. Yeah. You know, like, but in a lot of these facilities, they have hundreds if not thousands of these forklifts too so and think about it yeah and then the warehouse and then the ports there's mm. forklifts everywhere yeah, yeah, like yeah train centers ships cargo airplanes man i know that's uh that's pretty good so yeah plug power for me is it's been one of uh, it's a name that i've been on for a long time it you know it spiked in the bull run two years ago came way down out spiking again because of this green energy deal but i think for a long-term green energy hold plug is is always at the top of my list and the good thing about that one is too it's it's got like that brand name. It's it, when I think of green energy stocks, I think of plug. Yep. You know, and great ticker, great ticker, great ticker. I guess another one you could look at would be maybe EV go. Um, so it's the only American pure play EV charger that gets 100% of its electricity from renewables. Nice. So not getting from coal or any of these other ones. Right. So this is actually the largest U S network of fast chargers. This is what people want. You know, I'm thinking about, you know, buying a Tesla, for example, and I'm thinking, fuck, I'm going to have to sit there and let it charge for two hours or I can only go so far before I need to charge it again. A fast charger, I think, is the way to go. And that's what people are going to want. <clears throat> the beautiful thing about this is 130 million people live within 10 minutes of an EV go fast charger right now. Nice. So that's the other thing. You're, you know, you, you buy this Tesla or whatever EV vehicle you, you want. And you're thinking, shit, well, I know exactly where the shell station is, but where am I going to find these chargers? When you have a hundred, you know, nearly a quarter of the U.S. population lives within 10 minutes, they're kind of putting themselves in the right place. Let's look to the partnerships. They have partnerships with the top auto manufacturers and retailers across the globe. So with a $2.4 billion market cap, it seems pretty cheap with the fact that they're well-positioned and have these large partnerships with huge automakers. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I think that's a great play uh, for electric vehicles, electric vehicle charging stations. Another one that's along the same similar lines that I had on my list for EV charging stations is ChargePoint. Um, they're definitely, they've always been one of my favorite EV charging stocks. <coughs> Their revenue is increasing 100% year on year. They've got nearly 200,000 ports with approximately 50,000 in Europe. So they already have a heavy footprint over in Europe. And, you know, we were, we were over in Europe early this summer and you look at those gas prices over there, they are just out of control. And when we put that in conjunction with the energy crisis, the market for electric vehicles and therefore electric vehicle charging stations in Europe, I think is going to explode over the next 10 to 15 years. And for a company that already has a strong foothold, probably the most popular EV charging company in Europe, ChargePoint, I think is another good pick. Yeah, so we're covering some really good, really good picks here. Uh, I can't wait to get my own electric vehicle so I can start using it and be like, actually, you know what? I think I like this charger better than this one. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, then we'll really know, right? Firsthand. <laughs> All right, so moving down my list, uh, moving away from EV charging stations, now I'm going for smart energy storage. 
So again, this is a company I've been, I've been on it for a while. Uh, it was trading super cheap a little bit ago, but then it went on a massive run. I'm talking about STEM Energy. Mm. Ticker is STEM, another great picker, uh, another great ticker. So they, they are the first public pure play smart energy storage company. So they're making battery storage solutions which maximize uh, renewable energy like grids, making them clean, and they're using AI and all kinds of crazy technology which maximize, basically, they're, they're cutting costs and also converting companies from traditional energy to green. And again, we always talk about partnerships. Well, who is STEM Energy partnered with? Facebook, Adobe, some of the biggest hotel chains in the world, including Intercontinental, Sheridan, Whole Foods, AMC, all the movie theaters. So they're trying to make all these companies, all their battery storage, which is uh, powering their stores like a Whole Foods, they're making those stores green. And they're also allowing them to cut costs. And again, when you have this 400 billion incentives coming in and tax incentives, I think the runway for a company like STEM Energy is gigantic. So this is storage, right? Smart energy storage. Yeah, so I think that's one of the best plays out there because, you know, you get a solar panel on your house. You can only use it while the sun is, while the UV rays are hitting your solar panels right. during the day. But you may not be home during the day and you've spent all this money on your solar panels. And at night, you're going to end up having to pay for electricity. So if you can somehow harness the power, store it, but then whatever you don't use, sell it back to the grid or to others, I think that's, you know, that's game changing. Yeah, so smart energy storage. And it's not like they're just building, you know, battery storage. Yeah. They're also a software company. So if people already have these green energy storage solutions, they can potentially implement the STEM energy software to help maximize the way that they're using this energy going forward. So they're a software play, they're a hardware play, they've got integrations with solar EV charging, which we just talked about. Their software and hardware can be applied for uh, storing the EV, EV energy. There's just so many use cases for this company. It's a pretty small market cap. Um, and I've had it, it's, again, it's one of my, between Enphase, Plug, and uh, STEM, those would be my three largest green energy stock holdings. Mm, I like it a lot. So I'm going to, I got two more on this list here uh, in terms of plays to look at. So I want to figure out what's the fastest growing and most profitable form of energy, and that's wind. So wind energy is the fastest growing and most profitable. It's not the cleanest. Nuclear is actually the cleanest. But I'm looking over in Europe right now, and I'm seeing what Russia is probably going to do. They're, they're withholding their oil exports. You know, Ukraine is a massive exporter as well. So much of Europe relies on oil and gas. It's incredible when you look at this, the statistics on it. Yep. So Europe is going to have to start moving away from oil and gas and looking to renewable sources. So I want to find a company over there that's in wind energy, but is also Europe-based, and that's Orsted. Uh, so it's based in Denmark. So it's better, for the, it's better to capitalize as EU moves away from oil. Trades under the ticker DNNGY on the OTC uh, because it's a Europe company. And it's poised to hit record highs in offshore wind capacity this year. I like it. So I just think when you look at that tailwind from oil, moving away from oil and gas, need renewables, let's look to a company that's already over there in the fastest growing and most profitable sector. And that's wind energy. Orsted could be uh, a good play. Yeah, for sure. I'm also, I got one more, one more name on my list, which is uh, a bit of a sleeper pick. Um, when you look into what are the elements and minerals that are going to be supplying all these green energy whether it be storage electric vehicles i'm looking at you know the batteries so nickel 
is one of the largest or sorry, most important ingredients for renewable energy and electric vehicle batteries. Nickel mixes with lithium uh, in the batteries to improve durability and performance. So, you know, you could also look at lithium stocks, but right now I'm going to highlight a nickel name. Obviously, being from Canada, I'm looking at Canadian Nickel Company. They own one of the world's largest mines of nickel um, and several around the world. And I think, you know, when you look at the runway for nickel, even just a company like Tesla is just using an insane amount of nickel. And when you have all these car manufacturers start to bring out these EVs around the world, the demand for nickel could skyrocket. And we've touched in previous episodes about commodities and how commodities during a recession, certain ones can perform very well in the lead in into a recession. And so I'm looking at specific commodities that have tailwinds from this massive climate deal and tax incentives, and that's nickel. So one of the world's largest nickel producers, which still is trading at a fairly reasonable valuation, is the Canadian Nickel Company. Mm, I like it. I like that you kept it Canadian too. Yeah. You know that giant nickel? Where is that? Subbury. Yeah, Subbury. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I wanted is that to where it is? Yes. Uh, yeah. That's Canadian Nickel Company. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember I went on a school trip there when I was younger and uh, I just see, remember seeing this huge nickel. So it's always stuck with yeah, me, right? Yeah. Maybe that's a sign. Yeah, it's, it is yeah. a sign. I yeah. think I have a picture underneath, underneath that. Just you in the big nickel? Yeah. <laughs> The last one I got is just a, it's a penny stock gamble. Mm, um, I like it. <laughs> but uh, it's the only pure play carbon capture technology out there. So I'm thinking if none of these technologies work and it's too late, you just got to start capturing carbon out of the air. And it, this is a subsidiary of a very large company. So I put a little bit more faith in this one it's called Acre, Acre Carbon Capture. Trades on the ticker A. K C C F it's a carbon capture as a service. So basically, you know, if you're a, a plant and you're creating cement, you can hire out this company. They'll come uh, install these components. Sorry, I'm not like the engineer when it comes to all these components. Yeah, yeah. Right. But it pretty much is like, I imagine it going over top of the smokestack, sucking out the carbon and the company can operate as normal without having to make a change to, you know, all their infrastructure. Right. So carbon capture as a service, and this is one of the only pure carbon capture plays out there. Wasn't there that other like CEI? Yeah, CEI. That was yeah. it. I was going to look it up. CEI. That was like it's also carbon capture. That was it's a, not a true. It's not the same. It's it's a bit different. There's a carbon capture aspect to CEI. Yeah, but yeah. That was like a Zach Morris yeah. uh, OTC Twitter pump, pump play. Pump and dump. Yeah, we post that in our Discord, and it yeah. pumped massively. Um, but hey, look, if green energy stocks start to trend again. These names like CEI and I don't know, other, there's other ones. They could potentially pump again. So for sure. keep CEI on your list for green energy penny gambles. For penny stocks, like, you know, you see some of them like pump and like complete. This one hasn't really done a dump. It's okay. still still up like 20, 30% from its from its yeah, original yeah. list a listing. So to me, I'm like, oh, that's a pretty good sign. Yeah, for sure. So look, we've we've highlighted a lot of good green energy stocks on this episode. Um, as, as we said a lot of them have kind of pumped run, running into this climate bill news and maybe they're going to experience a bit of a sell-off. But if you think the stock market is going to correct over the next six to 12 months, which I do, uh, put these names at the top of your watch list because when things really get going again as growth tech and green energy tech, I think they could provide massive gains moving forward. And also look at the way in which we analyze the sector. You know, we looked at wind, we look at battery storage, we look at the minerals and and what goes into the into the batteries. Right. So, so there's all these different angles and plays that you can kind of take it to. And you'll notice that we didn't actually pick a specific electric vehicle company. Um, and we've talked about this before. I mean, yes, I do own Tesla stock in my portfolio. But the reason that I didn't pick, you know, uh, 
Rivian or Arrival or any of these electric vehicle companies or Neo is that because I firmly believe that I think the winners in the electric vehicle sector are going to be the established car companies, you know, like Volkswagen mm. or Hyundai or, to- or Toyota. I think these companies are going to roll out their electric vehicles and kind of wipe out a lot of these smaller time electric vehicle manufacturers. For sure. So while these some of these EV manufacturers stocks might pump, I think long term, you're just basically going to see the same names as you do on the road today. BMW, whatever, they're going to make their EVs and they're going to own the industry. Yeah, and you're not even going to know that's an EV vehicle. It's like, oh, that's BMW. Oh, shit, it's an EV. Yeah, exactly. So they might pump, but for long-term plays, I would say dive further into the, the sector like we did, and those could, could yeah, really, really boost your portfolio. Absolutely sweet. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Make sure you tune into the next one. That one's going to be a banger. All views expressed by speakers on the BeamPod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on the BeamPod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only.